0: Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast. For VO industry news, tips and information, be sure to subscribe using the subscribe button on this site. I'm Gary McFadden, the podcast co-host along with Julie Williams. Julie, what's coming up on the podcast today?
1: Today's guest is David H. Lawrence, the 17th, who I'm so excited to have here. He has he has boasted an enviable career, but I don't mean that to sound like, you know, way back when he's still having his enviable career going on right now in Los Angeles. So, David, thank you for joining us.
0: I appreciate you having me on, Julie. Thanks.
1: Let's talk a little bit about your career, because some of the things you've done have been basically spectacular—not just in the voiceover realm, but also in the on-camera realm. What were some of the most exciting highlights of your career?
0: Um, well, in the world of voiceover, I mean, uh, I was in radio for God almost almost forty years—thirty, thirty-six, thirty-seven years. I lose count. There were some there were some years in there when I don't really recall all that well, but. Um, uh, I started in radio in the mid '70s. I grew up really loving radio, and once you're in radio, it's only a matter of time before somebody calls the station and says, "Hey, is he available? Is she available to do a commercial? To do a, you know, a narration for an industrial film? You know, that kind of stuff." So that's really what started it. And then, like you said, I I, I got this wild hair in the early '2000s that maybe I could do on camera work. You know, I'd done a little bit of it in the, in the secondary markets that I was in. I was in uh, Washington, D.C. and in Cleveland. But I really thought I'd like to find out if I'm able to uh, to do work on camera. So I moved out to L.A. in the early 2000s, and things have, uh, things have gone pretty well from there, yeah.
1: That must have been a scary move to go to L.A. to make it in voiceover. Did you have a, a radio job there? Uh,
0: no. Well, yes, in that I was doing syndicated radio. And so I could do syndicated radio from wherever I wanted. In fact, I remember when I first moved to L.A., I told my producer, let's not say anything about where we are, because if it doesn't work out, we can always go back to, you know, D.C. and, you know, none would be the wiser. And (laughs) so I think it was like maybe three months later, I, I let the cat out of the bag that I was actually in L.A. now. And so... Um, Yeah, so I had a job to begin with and then things started to, to work out from there in terms of getting to know the market and getting to know what the opportunities were, how to actually affect those opportunities, understanding the workflow of a major market like Los Angeles.
1: So now in Los Angeles, um, I'm assuming you're a lot of people that are successful in LA are in the union world, which is kind of a different world from those non-union people who are out in the rest of the world. So yeah. how does it work in the union world in Los Angeles, uh, particularly now that you can't go in for auditions like you used to?
0: Well, the union's been very, very active about making sure that people are safe. Uh, COVID uh, really generated a lot of talk about keeping people safe in all categories of work. Uh, some categories that are easy to do from home, things like commercials, things like audiobooks. And also the industry learned how to do things that aren't usually done from home, like animation and ADR and audio description and uh, video games and so on. And the union was really proactive about creating a set of guidelines for keeping people safe Uh, to to the point where uh, producers were sending equipment to people's houses that had been disinfected uh, if they didn't have their own equipment at home. But this whole COVID nightmare has really uh, changed how producers look at all forms of voiceover in terms of category work, and not just the big producers. I'm doing the fourth or fifth book for um a big audiobook publisher uh in the last month and a half and I would have gone into their studios to do these books you know if it wasn't for the virus but that's an area where uh people had been doing work from home for a long time I did an audio description job uh that was just like being in the studio I could see the film I could, I could take direction one way over my, my headphones from the director and they could record me in high quality you know, with me running a safety recording where I am. So everything's changing. Everything is uh, being adjusted and, and worked on based on the restraints that we have and the safety that we need. And the union has been very active about that. Now, non-union, I can't speak about what kind of standards they have, but I can tell you that uh, the whole industry has uh, you know, changed quite a bit since last year at this time.
1: You know, we non-union folks um, working out in the rest of the world, um, we've worked at home for so long. I mean, there have been so many times where I haven't had access to a job because I can't go into Los Angeles and mm-hmm. go to the studio and audition. But now I found that uh, in the non-union world, I'm able to get jobs that they used to say, oh, no, only L.A. talent, even in the non-union realm. And now sure. they're kind of used to hiring online. And so they're expanding out. And so that's been actually helping me get work.
0: Sure. And, and I think part of that is because many union talent, well-known actors, uh, well-regarded on-camera actors that also do voiceover and voiceover artists that are used to going into studios can't because they don't have good home equipment. And you know, I'm am talking to you right now on my video gear, but in my audio studio, it's as good as uh, any studio that I've ever worked in. I'm not going to say it's as good as uh, a music studio that's been around for decades and you know mm-hmm. has a you know a noise floor minus ninety, um, but it's it's more than good enough to do almost every category of work. And I can see how people that don't have that option, people that have been used to uh, going to a studio to audition, going to a studio to work, are kind of caught behind and they need to go looking elsewhere for it. So good on you.
1: So I know a lot of what um, what you do, it, there's not a lot time for a lot of marketing because <clears throat> you're so busy, busy working, you've got audiobooks, you've got other voiceovers, and plus you teach, you've got a, a year-long course covering everything that you can imagine in voiceover. How does your marketing, how has it changed with COVID?
0: Um, It's interesting. I have been marketing less since COVID started, not because uh, I don't think there's a demand for it, but because I have had more work. And I just was talking to a friend the other day and saying I'm kind of feeling guilty about the fact that, you know, in the world of voiceover, there's been much more work when it comes to uh, being locked down in our houses because we've been doing it, as you've been saying, we've been doing it from home for decades. You know, I like to tell people that I've been sheltering in place since the mid-80s. And so, you know, but, but marketing remains something that, I mean, you and I did a, a, a webinar together on marketing, and it remains the kind of thing that we think about when we're out of work. We think about, oh, i gotta go, I got to go let people know I'm available for jobs, you know? And like a farmer, the best time to uh, sow seeds is not when you're trying to harvest, but when you're trying to prepare for harvesting in the long run. And so, you know, when I see myself with holes in my schedule, I tend to fill them with things that uh, promote future work. And I do teach the ACX Masterclass. I teach VO Heroes. I have a number of things that I do to, you know, work in between those, but also to keep my craft up. Uh, I feel like the best way to learn something is to teach it to somebody else. Oh, Yeah. And so I, I learn things all the time from stuff that I've written as part of my curriculum. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, remember that? You know, uh, it, it's amazing how things kind of like leak out of your head. And then, you know, they pop back in when you share them with somebody else. But in terms of marketing, you know, it's a huge world. And it's, and it's also changing based on, you know, what, what boundaries there are between you and people who can book you. So I think this is kind of an odd year to be able to answer that question effectively just because of how strange it's been. And it's going to get better, but it's not going to get better as quickly as many people would like or many people expect. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I haven't gotten my, uh, you know, uh, vaccine yet, uh, my first dose uh, I'm on the list, but you know it's going to take some time, and then it's going to take some time for different parts of the industry to kind of you know rev that engine back up, if they do at all. I kind of have a feeling that some of the big producers are going to go, huh? We can we can actually do this remote. We don't we don't have to have a big. It's working just fine, you know.
1: That's what I was thinking might come out of this at the end, like in a year or so, yeah. you might start thinking, you know, this is a lot of less work for me to do it from home.
0: Sure. And yeah, uh, producers and directors have found ways of handling things that they used to think, oh, no, 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 I have to be face to face. I have to see somebody's I have to see somebody on the other side of the uh, the other side of the glass. Um, And yet, things have gotten done. I mean, when you look around, it's not like we have a dearth of audio or video content to listen to or to watch. Because of the pandemic, it's been a little different you know, things have changed, but I I think we're going to, we're in for a whole new world and it's going to mean a whole new world of marketing as well.
1: You know, I think that, um, I wish this would go away, you know, obviously the pandemic, but I, I mean, I, we're a year into it and I think we got another year to go. And, um, you know, I, I know that I, I feel blessed in that, um, having been sheltering in place, if you want to call it that for years and years and years, um, I haven't, I'm just now starting to feel a little bit of depression from it. You know, I didn't feel any closed-in depression. I'm just going about my day. Yeah. Before, I pretty much only went to the grocery store anyway. You know, so that's pretty much what I'm doing now. But but I think that things are going to change, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how it all unfolds and um, what advice we can give as the industry changes to those who are up-and-coming talent, because we're sort of at the other end right now. I, I know I'm kind of... Yeah, I don't have any major aspirations in voiceover right now. It's kind of like, eh, retire. You know what I mean? Not retire no. yet, but just sort of, you know, coast a little bit and then yeah. head towards retirement. You know, there's no, I have this goal that I want to be this kind of superstar or anything like that, but there are a lot sure. of people that have that. And, yeah. and um, you know, hopefully, uh, just to look on the bright side, hopefully COVID is helping those who maybe uh, never took the, the step to do this, that wanted to um, get into the industry.
0: Well, that's certainly what my experience has been. Uh, two things that you said in there. Uh, number one, the idea of isolation. We as voiceover performers uh, who have worked from home for a long time, I think I probably have been working from home at least since the early 90s um, when you know digital audio workstation software became available and I could actually work from my basement in Maryland. And I think that Over those decades, you get used to the idea of being by yourself and having social contact with people uh, during sessions or when talking to them about a job. Uh, But, you know, people have been forced into that situation in the last year, and some of them have been not very well prepared for it. And uh, they've had to learn on the fly. Uh, I did a, a, a registration period for VO Heroes in September, and what I designed for that registration period was a free course called Mastering Home-Based VoiceOver. And you'd think, really? Do you, you, have to, you have to call that out? Isn't that what we do anyway? And the truth is, is that a lot of people, uh, even, you know, we get kind of wrapped up in our own cocoon of the industry when we start working in it for a while, and we realize, yeah, you're going to work from home. Um, but a lot of people who wanted to be in the industry, maybe they're salespeople or customer service people or, uh, lawyers or doctors. I mean, I have clients who come from all kinds of walks of life and they had no idea that it was, you didn't have to go to a, an office somewhere or a studio or a building somewhere. You could actually do it, uh, from home. And if you have the right equipment and you prepare your space properly, um, you're, you're going to be able to do something that you never thought you could do from home. But that isolation, that mental anguish that you have, uh, like you said, you've started to feel depressed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have been caught off guard by that because they didn't expect it. They expected to be sheltering in place, socially distanced, isolated from others, to be safe medically. But they didn't expect it to have uh, a sort of a um, an effect on their their mind and their social awareness and their uh emotional uh health and so it's been a surprise for people you see the the number of searches for mental health at home and uh being uh okay with being by yourself like all these searches on google that you probably never would have been as as apt to do if it wasn't for the 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 thing we tend to think about you know oh i'll be fine i'm home you know i've got i got milk in the fridge whatever But not having human contact can be really debilitating to some people, especially people who thrive on that kind of contact. So I think, again, as we were talking about earlier, with the industry changing, people's attitudes about where they work and how they work and what kind of isolation they're in will also be changing. And understanding how to stay healthy in those situations is going to become just as important as staying healthy when you're able to work outside the house.
1: We have been talking with David H. Lawrence, the 17th, an icon in the voiceover uh, and entertainment industry as well, not just uh, in voiceover. Um, David, before we go, I would like to ask you, could you tell us a little bit about your VO Heroes class and how people can sign up for that? Because you can sign up anytime, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, VO Heroes is a uh, stem to stern, zero to hero, if you will, uh, uh, curriculum that takes you from not knowing anything about the equipment or about the, the business itself, the industry itself, the artwork that we do, commercials, audiobooks, IVR, animation, uh, specialty narration like you teach, medical narration and stuff, including how to get work, how to find an agent, how to uh, understand how to manage your clients and your projects. Um, it's basically, uh, a laying out on the floor of everything that I do as a professional and take what I do every day in the business and teach it to people. And, uh, voheroes.com, it's spelled V-O-H-E-R-O-E-S.com, voheroes.com. Uh, some people know that I was on a show called Heroes. It has nothing to do with the show. Uh, in fact, it was pointed out to me after I had decided that that was the name of my, my curriculum uh are you trying to trade on being on heroes and i'm like i didn't even didn't even enter my mind i wish i'd been that smart because i would have done a lot more to you know sort of call attention to the character that i played on the show
1: i always think that show when you say the old heroes i always think of that show because i watched that i i I binge watched that it was great yeah
0: so uh no uh, but but uh it is a where some people concentrate on certain categories of work or certain aspects of uh of being a professional performer what i've tried to do is create something that i can cradle you with and uh make sure that you're covered on all the bases the art the commerce the science and the mindset of voiceover so that's what i do with that
1: and we can find out more at voheroes.com correct thank you david h lawrence for joining us on the voiceover insider podcast thanks and we'll catch you next time when we have another big guest